0: All right, well, welcome to Hold the Line Podcast. Uh, We are sitting inside of Camp Elaw on the hill, Washington, D.C. This is Brandon and Christina Harder. And so pumped that you guys are joining me today. Or I'm joining you, rather. I love it. We're pumped to (laughs) to have this conversation today. Yes, Yes, I'm excited. And um, let's just, first of all, let's just talk about how epic last night was. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah, incredible. I mean, tell everybody what
1: happened. Worship echoed through the halls of the Rotunda, through the halls of Congress. It was loud. It was amazing. The Holy Spirit came. It was an incredible night. Incredible night. Yeah. Atmosphere shifting. Totally,
0: atmosphere shifted. I mean, it was like, for me, it was like a bucket list. Like Mm. to be able to go into the U.S. Capitol Rotunda, which you got to explain for a second why this is so significant. This is the
1: center of the city of D.C., but it's the ceremonial. Heart of the country. It's a ceremonial heart of the democratic experiment, right? Yeah. It's yeah. the most powerful building that represents the most powerful government that the world has ever seen. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And we stood in the middle yeah. of the building last night and raised our arms yeah. and had worship. It was incredible. That's so
0: epic. That's so cool. And and I that's one of, the, one of my favorite things I love is, you know, when we talk about Day night night and day incense arrives. We talk about worship filling yes. the earth. We literally like it's 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 happening everywhere and mm. every corner of the earth, but every square inch of the most powerful buildings on the yes. planet, which is right. what we were in last night. Right. Yes. So, wow. Probably. And and I I want to I want to backtrack a little bit because there there's so many prayers and so many people and mm. so much of a God story intertwined that creates moments like we experienced last night. Yes. I want to start with you guys. A little bit of your story, your background. How did you end up in DC? Yeah, yeah. You've been here for a while. Yeah. yeah,
1: you go first.
2: Well, for me, I um, have always loved politics. Have always been interested, but really felt like God was calling me more to the mission field internationally. Um, yeah. And after grad school, was out in the mission field. Went to Tanzania, lived there for a while, worked with kind of some organizations that were faith based with sex trafficking, and really felt like the Lord wanted me to come back to the United States. Um, literally landed the day before the 2016 election, um, and just felt such a shifting. And I felt like the Lord just put politics on the front burner, um, international, not that it was any less important, but kind of on the, on the back burner. And I just said, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? Um, and so I booked a, a, I interned in DC before, but booked a one way ticket January of 2017, um, out to DC and just said, okay, Lord, what do you, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to be? And he opened a couple doors first onto the hill and um, got involved with a couple prayer walks where I met Brandon and um, and then into definitely definitely a highlight prayer walks all you singles out there yeah just prayer walking (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then shortly after that God opened the door for me to go um, into the administration which I where I was for. Um, the last four years and just seeing kind of behind the scenes, wow. not just of the, you know, the Capitol building, All but four years I'm,
1: of the previous administration. Correct. Yeah. Yes.
2: Previous administration from 2017 to 2021. Um, just an incredible experience and not the place, I will say not the place I thought I would be. I was at Health and Human Services. Again, thought something maybe more international, State Department, wow. God, you know, and I just really felt like God put me as just a little, planted a little mole in wow. there and just took away kind of any desire to... Um, Be close to people of power because of what they could give me and really just allowed me to see them as, you know, people, people, um, which was such a blessing um, and a crazy four years, um, but definitely have just such a heart for this city. And it's, it's a, it's a difficult place. I know a lot of people know that, um, but I think that God has given us so many glimmers of hope. Um, and it's just so refreshing, you know, things like last night when people who are just so filled with hope, so filled with Mm -hmm. a desire for revival come to the nation's capital. It really shifts the atmosphere and breathes life into those of us who are kind of just in the heaviness every single day. So just last night was incredible. And just another one of those to your point, bucket list moments of, wow, God, you are, you are not done with this country. You're not done with this city. This building and
0: what goes on and there. and the and the fact of like god sending you here <coughs> sending people here everybody has these god stories yes and 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 god has his people here i mean last yes. night we had seven <laughs> sitting members of the u.s congress yes. joining us in worship with yes. their hands lifted high yes. like it, it's like you remember it's like god will you save this city if it, there's just 10 righteous, if there's just five righteous, you know, it's like the number keeps going down, but there's a lot of righteous people. And so that's another, Mm. another thing that I'm starting to see, even Mm. people coming out of the woodworks. All right, Brandon, how about you? What's your,
1: I'm the accidental DC person. And I will say this and couch this, that there's lots of exceptions to this rule, but I often think if you clamor and you want to be in DC, that's all you ever think about it might not be the people that should actually be in right. D.C., right? Because there's an allure to this place, you know? Right. You walk in that building every day and it changes you, right? You walk yeah. in there with your little congressional badge on and you get to walk through the rotunda whenever you mm-hmm. want to. That changes you. The members, as soon as they put that pin on, on their little lapel that says, I'm a member of Congress, people start holding the doors open for you, right? So it kind of changes you and there's an allure to that power. There's a allure to that prestige. Yeah. And I think that you have to be pretty well grounded in this place. To yeah. be able to keep that spiritual, you know, bad stuff at bay. And I right. think people forget that this place is, you know, not to over-spiritualize it, but to over-spiritualize it. Like, we don't fight against flesh and blood, the right. powers and principalities. And, right. like, why wouldn't you want to have massive influence in the most powerful government building right. in the history of the world? Like, right. this is where decisions are being made that impact everyone right. around the world. Right. Right? In yeah. our country. Yeah. And the guiding beacon of freedom is... Not only this country was founded in, you know, faith principles and biblical principles, right? We talked about in the Rotunda last night how it's this big intersection of, you know, the world and what we're going to do with democracy, but also the fundamentals of faith right. that is so, you know, it's baked into the, the architecture, the building even, right. Right? right? And I think that you really have to be aware and you have to guard yourself if you want to be totally. successful here and not get yeah. swept up in it. I came here as someone who shouldn't even be here. I mean, I've got notes from my junior year of college. I uh, shouldn't tell my bosses if he's listening. I didn't know the difference between the right and the left, my junior year of college. I mean, I, wow. we always voted and we always were engaged you know, as a family. My parents aren't overly political, but they're overly interested in the direction of the country. Right. Like they want to see good people succeed. Right. And so <clears throat> I came up here and it's kind of an interesting story, but this girl one time told me she did an internship in D.C. and said, oh my gosh, you're not nearly smart enough to be an intern in D.C., I'm like, what? So I applied, got an internship in D.C. And I was joking, I met my congressman that summer and it all went downhill from there because I never left. It's 13 years ago at this point. <laughs> wow! And, you know, worked on the Hill is this young staffer who wanted to do a good job and did agriculture work and trade work and energy policy. And then I worked on some political work for a while. Uh, and it was incredible. And you yeah. start getting that sense of wow I'm you know really somebody this is a great place to be alive you know this is like look at all the things we get to do and people come to you every day and they want you to help them and like there's something about that that's really like feeds your ego so long story short 2014 some stuff went down in life that'll be another podcast someday and it really put me down on my knees and I firmly believe that the world circumstance will bring you to your knees it depends Mm -hmm. on what you do while you're on your knees whether you get back up or not Right, right right Fortunately, praise God, I had some people around me, some men around me yeah. that were helped lift me back up. Yeah, and I started asking these questions like, God, what you know, midlife crisis at you know twenty five? What do I, what am I doing here? What's the purpose of this place? Why have you put me here for such a time as this? What does that mean in real life, right? Yeah. And I started asking these questions, and ultimately went on this like crazy long prayer walk, almost thirty five miles, where I walked every hallway. Of every Senate building, all three Senate buildings, through the Capitol, through the House buildings, and then went seven times around the whole thing. It turned out to be almost thirty-five miles. Wow! And I was just trying day. One day, started in the morning, and ended it. You know, the thing I got a picture of. It, if you were at the House here in DC, but um, you know, ended it like eleven PM that night, and I walked thirty-five miles. And it was this incredible thing that I had to do in my life. It's kind of like the first time you run a marathon, right? Oh, did it? I don't really need to do it again, but I did it. It was this like pilgrimage for me. To try and figure out what God wanted yeah. out of my life, and I think it was the ability to not get my identity from the job, from the vocation. Right. But it flipped it, and it's like, what's the mission? Right? right. Why are we right. here? Right. And it turned into this right. like idea of service. Right. It turned into this idea of how do we pray into this place? Mm-hmm. How do we bring revival into this mm-hmm. place? And I probably didn't even have a vocabulary for all this at the time. Yeah. Right. But that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And so we started gathering together. This is in like 2015. So this is almost eight years ago a small group of yeah. staff. We call it the staff per breakfast. Yeah. We would get started 12 people, the first one in a, a group. It's quite big now. And we've done yeah. it all along. And we gather once a month, have a speaker, whatever. It's a small thing, right? But it allows people to come together and talk about Jesus and talk about what we need to do in this place right. to make sure what we're doing every day vocationally is in line right. with the invisible, with the, You know, pushing back against all the crazy stuff. And it allows us to encourage each other because, like, these jobs I mean, there's lots of high pressure jobs. And so this is like not any different than that, but like you're dealing with like crazy stuff all the time. Right. And it's a dry, parched land in a lot of ways in the spiritual, in the faith, because a lot of people keep that stuff outside the building. Right. And I think what this allowed us to do along the way is bring that in the building. You know, a lot of people. Myself included, my family included. We've been praying for DC a long time, right? And you you bring those prayers and you airdrop them into DC. That granite on the front of that building is pretty hard sometimes, right? Yeah, You got to get on the inside, right. And what we did last night, incredible Absolutely. on the inside. Right, yeah. what yes. you do in the lives and the hearts of staff members, mm-hmm. I mean we're staff, right? We're doing this for our, our you know our friends, right? And we're right. living in community together in the building. That starts little fires of revival on the right. inside, right? And I think that's very powerful. So I think it's the full-on, you know, prayer assault from the outside, right. yeah. but building that stuff on the inside yeah. is so valuable. Well, and I mean, I think, why,
0: I think, why last night was significant, and, and I want to get to, in this season of what what God is saying, what's He doing, some of the prophetic mm-hmm. words. But for for three years, we've hosted the largest worship, yeah. probably one right. of the largest worship and prayer events in DC on the mall, so outside of the Capitol, looking at the Capitol. Yes. And praying for the Capitol and 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 over the country and you know, praying for the overturning of Roe v. Wade, which happened and all these other things, right? But then to be inside, yeah, it there's just it it was it just felt so significant. You know, for and and that that there is a fire that's that's starting from the inside out. And um and, and and also feeling like i don't know i've just been you know we're in this really cool season you have you know uh the the jesus revolution movie reminding mm-hmm. us of the jesus people movement. you have the asbury thing you have all of this kind of the it, it, there's like this rumbling mm-hmm. yes. you know and you can feel it i can feel it last night mm-hmm. you know where it's like this expectation is rising again yes you know uh for so many years uh, when Pelosi was at the helm of the Capitol, he couldn't do anything like what we did last night. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's a total night and day difference. Yes. Yeah. You know, I can't imagine for you guys that live and work here, just for me visiting. I told you she frosted the windows,
1: right? <laughs> it's like insane. behind, like if anybody's been to the Capitol before, you can walk behind like the rotunda. You can yeah. look out on the mall. Yeah. She frosted the windows so you couldn't see out the windows and see the beauty of the National Mall like that's how this was locked down <laughs> the
2: people's house the people's house that all of
1: you guys pay for exactly.
0: You exactly um so so there was a shift politically but there's also a shift spiritually yeah. and you know what, one of the things we were singing last night was this whole like or i i, I was feeling was this you know uh the winter is past. The spring has come. Mm. The season of singing is here. It's 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 a springtime. It's a spring mm, forward. So good. What's what do you guys get a sense of of after years and years and years of being here? How are you not getting tired and weary? And what are you feeling that feeds your expectation and your hunger and your optimism for right. what mm. God's doing in America here? Right.
2: Go. Cool. I would say you know, in full transparency, it is hard. (laughs) (laughs) There have definitely been seasons where it's like, Lord, take whatever (coughs) hardness has started to, that I have not seen creep in just from being in this place and just break it open. So it is a definitely a difficult thing. But I think for me specifically, it's seeing people coming from outside of DC to our nation's capital, actually having an interest and a desire to say, I care about our country This is not a lost city. Right. Um, there is, you know, sometimes it's not pleasant. Sometimes it's heavy. Sometimes it's hard. Yeah. But like we need to be here. Yeah. and We have hope. And that hope is so contagious right. for those of us who maybe right. need that little bit of a, right. um, you know, just the, the day-to-day lifting of the spirits. But I'd say it's it's in small conversations with staff yeah. who say, oh my gosh, I, I never thought that there would be a place where I could come and right. just Feel like there's community and other people's right. faith, or you know, it's just those. Because this
0: whole town, just FYI, for those of you who don't know, is run with like twenty-year-olds. 20
2: yes, olds. <laughs> yes, pretty
0: much twenty-year-olds and Red Bulls.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You're right. You
0: know, we were joking yes. last night. We were joking last night when we were at you know uh, some of the offices of the members of Congress. How the trash cans <laughs> all full of Red Bulls, and it's like, yeah. The House side is powered by Red Bulls. The Senate side is powered by Naps. Yeah, because right. They're all old. Right. <laughs> so good. That that is so we, good. we lovingly
1: say the the Senate is like a country club, and the House is like a truck stop. Right. Yes. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> the House yeah. where the party's at. Exactly.
0: So, so yes, it's it's fueled by young people. I yeah. think a lot of Americans don't
1: get yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Twenty is a little low, but you know, twenty-five Mid-20s. to thirty yeah, yeah. for 20s. sure, yeah. like hundred percent. And you will see people that are around the Senate a long time who are taking naps on the Senate side, obviously, uh, that have been here. And you have that institutional knowledge and you have the ability to do this. But the majority of staff members who just make the trains run in time are. I would say in response to that question real quick, this is probably this city of D.C. And that building right there has had more curses hurled at it over the years than anywhere else in the world, right? Yes, definitely. I would encourage folks to throw some blessings that way right. and yeah. still have hope that right. some of this stuff is going to add up to something. Yes. Because like, at the end of the day, and I go home sometimes, mom and dad, you'll listen to this podcast, so sorry about this, but we get the update on what happened, what Tucker said last night. I love Tucker. Right. But like, what happened? And it's like, this place is going to right. you nowhere. like, oh! And a lot of people in that building are trying to do the best they can every day. Right. And they're not all getting it Right. Right. And we can, we can talk of another one sometime about all the people that aren't doing it right, right, but there are a lot of people who are trying to do it right. right. And right. they might not have the answer to every situation. They might right. not have the influence that it needs to like make AOC think a different way about some specific thing. They might not have the ability to get it done in the right. timely manner in which we all right. want it and need right. to get it done. Yeah. But I promise you that there's a ton of people that leave that building every day at 8, 9 o'clock, midnight, sometimes middle of the night when there's votes all night that are dog tired, they're burnt out, they're weary, and they're trying to get up tomorrow morning and do the right thing. And they believe that Jesus is not done with this place, they believe that the Holy Spirit can guide them through this, but they're doing the best they can. So I think the stuff that we see that gives me hope is number one, there are members who are engaged in this who are good people, are here for the right reasons. You can check the Instagram and see seven of them from last night that I think are here and motivated by good things. But there's also a ton of staffers that are behind the scenes. This is odd for us to even have this conversation because like, staffers are you know, very private, right? You don't right. talk about this stuff. <laughs> We're just doing it. I promise you that there's a ton of people just like us, have hearts like us, that are trying to really do good in that building right. to make good decisions and encourage right. people. Right. Uh, but it gets a little hopeless sometimes. Yeah. But the faith part, the expectation, the guy's not done with all this yet, is... I don't know for me is what fuels the fire. Yeah, well,
0: and and I I always I love that
1: verse, you know, in Proverbs from
0: from the blessing of the upright, a city is exalted. Mm. Right. Mm. Um, and and there's there is something about the power of life and death in the tongue and our ability. Yes. And you know, I talked about it last night actually in the rotunda, like. We cannot play this angry conservative game like it's it doesn't work like right. it doesn't, and yes, we are going to stand up against the things <laughs> yes. we need to stand up we 're going to stand up against yeah. the transgender agenda yeah. and the you know the, this this uh, the de- demonic powers of abortion and yeah. all of the yeah. things right and and we 're going to take a stand against those things, but but we're, we can 't do it out of anger we can 't do it out of even out of reaction, and I felt like last night. Like one of the things about worship, and and this is why we're we're here, and a lot, of this is what yeah. we do here. Prayer and worship is so a, aggressively confrontational, mm-hmm. and it's and it and it really is. It, it's a it's about advancing. It's not retreating right. or reacting. Yeah, right. And so last night, what what shocked me was the fact that here we are going in the rotunda, and and, and everybody would think, oh, it's so dark, so heavy. I, I even have some friends that like, oh, we're praying for you, and I'm like. Dude, you're praying for me to go in the Capitol more than you pray for me to go into a war zone, right. which i mm-hmm. go into in Iraq. Mm-hmm. But you walk in there, and, and I had that sense of, you know, that verse that said, Surely, you know, God was in this place and I wasn't mm-hmm. aware. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like God is in there yes. moving. Yeah. Yes. You know, like he's not worried about Pelosi trying to lock it down. Like mm-hmm. he is moving, yes. he is changing hearts, he's doing what he what he can do. I believe he's just waiting for more of us to get on board and believe it. Mm -hmm. Yes. I I also think that
1: lockdown time was a refining time, right? A lot of that chaff inside the building was being burned away. Right. And I think it exposed uh, in a good way. And it put a lot of us, right. put your money where your mouth is on some of this stuff. Do you believe this or not? Do you have hope or not? Right. Are you going to keep doing this or are you going to give up? Right. And I think that was, you know, it was horrible to live through. But it was, we are better on the other side of it. Revelation 12, they conquered the enemy through the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. There's a testimony written through that time that I think gives us a perspective now to lead us into the future. So why do you guys feel like, you know, some people would look at even
0: where we're at right now, this little place, you know, that's a stone's throw from the Capitol or the Supreme Court and the proximity of it. It's expensive. It's, it's Crazy to even have a little bit of real estate here yeah. for a ministry or, or for believers. Why is it important? Why is it significant, right? Like, why would this make a difference? Mm. Getting somewhere like this, hosting people, having little, like we had yeah. some worship this yeah. morning, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Handful of people.
1: Yeah. Yes. Why do you feel it moves the needle and changes mm. things? This house, this physical location that we're, you know, having a conversation in right now. We've been around this house obviously for a long time uh, and what goes on here in the ability to have a place. Number one, you're you're claiming ground mm-hmm. in a spiritual yes. way, right? right? In the nation's capital, right. one block from the capital complex. You're like the stakes in the ground. You're here to stay. We're going to make this happen. Right. It's the outpost, if you will, mm-hmm. but it's also like the the place uh, where you gather the troops to advance. It's a lot it's where you pick up the stones. We're going to get geared up. We're going to go. And I think having that place here for um, us all these years being around, you know, the ministry side of this, yeah. having the, the ability to, to bring people over and provide hospitality when they have mm-hmm. nowhere else to go and have conversations when no one else will have them, right. yeah. having the ability to provide a respite, but also to invite the worship in, to right. invite the prophetic yeah. in, to yeah. invite yeah. the supernatural totally. in and yeah. say like, you know, how do we and again it doesn't take that many people right. to like make yeah. big change, right? Yeah, how do we put some best practices in the place and use right. this as a staging ground right. to suit people up? Right. It does all the things from you know injured, you know, folks spiritually coming <clears> here <throat> and get some healing, but also it's a strategic place to say, like, this is what we're doing here in the right. sense of we're gonna go and we're gonna live on mission, on mission every day, in that place, right? And it's very cool to see it here. Because it's in proximity to the capital, but it also speaks to a very small, twenty-something-year-old uh, subset of us staffers. Where I'm a little bit right. older now, mid thirties. I'm um, the old late guy 30s. in the room, <laughs> late 30, thirty-eight. Uh, but it's a it's a way to have a a sacred space, right? That doesn't exist anywhere else. Right. But I right. would
2: also say that. You know, there are some very big and impressive places in D.C., right? Big yeah. buildings, yeah. big right. million-dollar homes, all this right. stuff. But I feel like there's something about this specific place about Campbell Law that it's in the humility like a David of right. you are so close to the Lord. You're so close to the Capitol, so there's a proximity there. And I feel like right. it's the sense of the Lord being like, every time you walk, do not despise what I can do with something small, right? right? Like it's yeah. the closeness to me. It's the proximity right. to me that gives and brings that power. Awesome. Um, and so I just feel yeah. like in a place like DC where people try to put on airs on the outside mm-hmm. and God saying, I'm looking for what's in the heart. I'm looking for the small. I'm looking yeah. for the yes. I'm looking for these little things. Are you going to see that yeah. and join in that? And I feel that God has really used you and your ministry and this amazing place to be able to say, you know, we are in it for what right. God is doing. Yeah, um, right. We are in it for even the little beginnings um, right. because we don't see it right now, Lord, but we trust right. and believe that that's coming. So,
1: you know, in specific to, to this house, this house is part of four other houses. It's a row house for right. those of you who can visualize this. It's just four houses connected together. They're very narrow. The house is t- like 12 feet wide, right? These houses were built in 1880 by the Italian stonemasons who built Union Station, okay? Yeah. This was the workers' quarters. Right. I think there's something hugely prophetic about yeah. people who lived here That's that built cool. something mm-hmm. so cool, so yeah. strong, so beautiful, yeah. so enduring, yeah. a hub for all these people yeah. around the world to come to yeah. that now some workers use this as home base, right? Yeah. right? to then launch into a mi- another mission project, right? right. It's right. like God just like took this physical location and said, we're going to have workers for this cause here now. Right. And now we're going to have workers yep. for this cause here now. Yeah. And it's just like a cool thing to think like this is a humble little spot, right? right. But it's very strategic. Yeah. Yes. It is so strategic and
0: even over the last week you guys have been leading daily prayer walks, mm-hmm. right? Yep. As we've been yes. doing this like we've been blasting this 7-day this initiative of prayer, which mm-hmm. we always need that in this country, but specifically now as we're you know ended with the worship last night in the rotunda but also just this season of like awakening you know yes so you yes. guys were leading that having you know up to 50 60 people one time yeah. three people or just yourself another time how one of the things i think is so profound is that we're so moved like we are so moved as americans by numbers Mm. By people, by bodies, by you right. know, churches are m- motivated by budgets. Right. I mean, it's just it's a big deal yeah. to us. You yeah. know, Absolutely. like you hear pastors talking, that's the first question: How big your church? How many church you got? You know, yeah. but God always loves to reduce. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, we see this biblical pattern yeah. yes. again and again and yes. again. Ooh. He does more with less, and he yes. wants less Al- almost always. Yeah. You know. Yes. Uh, you mm-hmm. see it with Gideon, you see it with, I mean, over and over and over mm-hmm. again, taking all of these to, no, nah, let me, let me, I can do more yes. with less. So how does that change mm-hmm. your guys' perspective being mm-hmm. here in DC? Um, I think Americans need to hear that because mm-hmm. a lot of times they don't, they don't, they, they, you know, it takes a lot to to move people and they yes. think that. Well, if you if you don't have thousands, if you don't have ten thousand, I mean, at our church we have three thousand. Why can't y'all do something in D.C.? You know, <laughs> yeah, right. we're down here yes. in Texas, and we, you know, it's yeah, like right. no, no,
1: no. It's significant. Why? Why they have parking you... lots in Texas? That's why you can have so many people. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man, I think that's such a good point, and it's yeah. a it's such a humbling reminder every day for God to just keep saying the mustard seed like do you trust that the mustard seed can become the largest tree Um, and I think it is for our own protection it is like why are you here are you here because you really truly believe that God has called you to pray and you know it's so encouraging to have seen so many people from you know even if like you said it was maybe five people some days God brought them all the way from Boston or from Texas all the way and you're like whoa God this is amazing that you're doing this and yet at the same time you have that human responsive yeah God but it's only five people and he said these are the people that I need and these are the people that answered the call these are the people that said yes do you have something I do I think it's
1: That's, that's awesome this is a little interesting I think maybe whatever the humility in the process yeah. and knowing that us five are playing a role in a greater thing. Right. We all want the yeah. harvest. We're part right. of the harvest. It's right. awesome. But if we never get to see the full fruits of what we're doing today, right. we have to be okay with that. Right. If God says, this is your role, and right. you're going to live kind of in obscurity, right. and you're going to be the guys totally. that just pray in the closet all day, and it's five people, and that's what right. I want you to do right now, yeah. you got to do it with your full faith, right. with your full heart, and right. your full yeah. ability, right? With no expectation that okay, now everybody's going to show up and the trumpets are going to sound and it's right. going to be awesome. Yeah, look what they did. No, it's not that. the deal. That would be awesome and hopefully we get to do that yeah. and be part of the actual artist right. Team. right, and I think we are in lots of ways but you also have to have the diligent workforce right. that's willing to lock themselves in a little tiny house on the hill yeah. And pray and ask for revival yeah. and do the hard things like yeah. get up at four thirty in the morning yeah. and go get breakfast for a bunch right. of staffers and haul coffee in and try to yeah. have life yeah, conversations totally. when the world's crashing down. Like that's totally. the nitty gritty. Right. And if you're not okay with that, yeah. And you can do it with just unbelievable intention and wholeheartedness. Right. right. I I don't think that it fits in the greater narrative. Right. Well, it
0: is one of those like stopping for the one type of thing. Mm. Yeah. It is one of those. You know, you may look at it last night and and be like, there were seven members of Congress there, Man, I wish there would have been 100 or whatever. But those seven members of Congress represent hundreds of thousands of people. Like, they were the votes of – I mean, you you take that number – you take those representatives and and connect them to their districts Mm -hmm. where they have authority – They've yeah. been voted in, they've been raised up, and, and they're representing mm. massive amounts of people. Yes. And that's the one thing I do love about, about you know, Jehovah's Sneaky and, and what God's <laughs> doing here is, yes. is, is, is <clears throat> his presence is moving into halls of power of mm-hmm. people that have significant influence to yes. change things. For the whole world, like you said, yeah yes, you know, and it may seem humble and it may seem small, but these little prayers,, yeah. you know yeah. powerful Huge and impact. effective, yeah you totally. know, and I think Absolutely. that that's, that's the one thing I would tell people it's like when you go into the Muslim world parts of the parts of the Muslim world, you know where you're like, "I'm going to do a big crusade, and I'm not, no, you're not right, but mm-hmm. if one person gives their life to Jesus mm. in one conversation, mm-hmm they can change a whole family. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. They can change it. You know, it's, it's yeah. that kind of adjustment where in yeah. yes. America we're so... And I think that that, just in my experience in D.C., I've been coming here for, for a minute, that is the thing that people need to adjust yes. to. Yeah, They right. need yes. to adjust their perspectives, you know, mm-hmm. from... Mm-hmm. To understand that what God's doing here—it's powerful and, it, and, and, it, and it's happening, yes. but it's happening at a granular level that's yes. going to impact millions of people. 100%. So good. You know, I remember when yes. we were when we were led into the Oval Office, and mm-hmm. I just I just remember thinking, and we were praying and laying hands literally everywhere. It was mm. awesome, and I just remember thinking this room. I can't Hmm. even imagine the impact of what's happened in this room. Now we're getting to invite the presence of God in here to move and to change hearts. And so those opportunities, Mm -hmm. I believe, like what happened last night, what's going to continue to happen, people like you guys are here to steward it. Like My heart, even in this podcast, is I want people to catch that. I want people to not just reject a place like D.C. And I'm even praying. And I'm going to have you guys actually pray here in a minute. Because I I want God to grab the hearts of people yeah, to good. come here. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, I, I think I think we need to get this party started even more. Uh-huh. You know? More more staffers. <clears throat> yes. And I'm, I've met them, you know? Like yeah. I met a uh, somebody the other day walking on the street. And they were in aid or Stafford, And I'm like, what are you doing here? And they were like, God called me here. I met a guy... Uh, a congressman from Minnesota that came to an altar call at Let Us Worship mm. and said, God, I'll go wherever you want me to go. And wow. he said, I want you to run for Congress. No way. Wow. I didn't win. He won. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah. it's like, it's, it's Smile, amazing, yes. you know? Smile. So wow. I, I don't know. I just, I feel mm. like, like part of our, our mission and goal and even in, even in this place, I feel like is to turn the hearts of believers mm. in America Back to the city again. 100%. Back like to that. believe again. 100%, 100%. I love that. 100%. So I think y'all should pray. Absolutely. And get them all to move here. Let's do it. Let's do it. Do it.
2: And you know, you just think really quickly. You think about, we've talked about kind of the age of these stackers. Yeah. So many God stories, like you said, of God right. called me here, God called me here. And I think just as a something to be praying for as people who care about our country is that God would sustain and keep community around those people right, to right. be able to stay the course because I think what a what a time to feel the call of God, to be at a young age where maybe identity and all the stuff you've never had to fully right, wrestle with it right. and then you're put in touch with In this place. Exactly. Yeah. And so I think uh, that's certainly our heart for Camp Law, that's certainly our heart for, right. you know, just prayer right. breakfast of gathering staff to say like fortify, unify, right. keep the course, totally. stay the course. Right. Um, and I think that that, because a lot, impact. a
0: lot of these guys come with really good intentions. I mean, I was looking at the eyes of those, some of those congressmen last night and I'm like, you just been beat up all day. Mm. You, and, and, and probably the last thing you want to do is come to some prayer thing. And you're walking <laughs> in the rotunda to worship God. Like that is such a win. Like, yeah, such a, you know, and, 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 and you're missing your family. I was thinking of my, mm. you know, my friend there that's congressman on the West Coast, Missing his family, misses yeah. his kids, yes. miss whatever, to be here in D.C. Yep. And this can be just a moment, man, where
1: God yeah. reminds us. Yes. Him. Yeah, it's good. You so know good. Why he's here, um, So good. We used to call, like, in the height of the, the Trump days when everything was just so crazy, right? Mm-hmm. We used to call the White House switchboard and the receptionist would answer the phone. And she'd be like, hi, this is the White House. How can I direct your call? And we'd say, like, hey, I just, I just want to say thanks. I know you're getting a lot of heat today. I just say thanks for answering the calls, thanks Mm -hmm. for being present, thanks for listening to people express themselves. Mm -hmm. I'd encourage people to do more stuff like that. Call your congressional office, call your senator's office. This staff is little twenty year old. This staff is Oh my god! I know, I know. They're answering these calls (laughs) and getting you know chewed out all day long and getting hurled so much hate. And I'm not saying like that there's not a civic duty to call your congressional office and make the direction of our country and your opinion about that. No, and that's a hundred percent in bounds what we need to do. But also like, these are real people and real staffers on the other end of the phone. And often those staff assistants will rise up through the ranks and become members someday. Right. And like, if you can start doing some ministry work on the side and helping yeah. these people along the way, yeah. I really think it adds up to a soft oh, heart moving forward. Absolutely. Because the most dangerous thing in the world, and I'll end with this, then we can pray is hard hearts in that building. Yeah. Yeah. And if those hearts just continue to go down the path of hardness, we'll never bring it back. Yeah. But if we can soften hearts and we can speak life over mm-hmm. people, yeah, it'll be good. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. And that's and
2: in everyone's power to do. Yeah. Amen. We, we
1: do need we do need
2: hearts to soften yeah. and stay soft. Yeah. Yes. So. both our own and <laughs> those. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. And you know, one of the prayer groups just two days ago during the seven days of prayer. One of the women, we were standing in front of the Capitol after we had marched over there from, mm. from the um, outpost here at Allah. And, you know, obviously a Valley where David picked up the three stones, right. Mm-hmm. To kill the, the Goliath of his day. And, you know, looking at what are the Goliaths that we have both in right. our own lives, but also our nation, right. what Goliaths wow. are we facing. And I just, we just took a moment to ask the Lord, like, what is that stone? And maybe it's a different stone for different people. But I was so surprised because all he told me was love. Love is that stone. When you're looking at this building, the Goliaths that typically make you angry or frustrated, like you're saying, that kind of angry conservatism, mm. he's like, it's the love. It's the small wow. conversation that yeah. just softens the heart, that right. takes someone, you know, catches mm. someone by surprise. Right. And yeah. I just feel like we uh, we don't always understand or, you know, use the, the power of that. And so, wow. just a
1: little something. 100%. And that does not mean to settle on the boldness no. and the truth right. at all. Yeah. yeah. But that means to seek boldness and truth right. in love. Right. Don't use the enemy's hate tactics of division. Right. And use the you know unsavory nature in which we communicate about this stuff sometimes. Right. Try and figure out a way and pray into it and do it, as Christina said, in love. Like, Jesus is, like, saying, forgive them, Father. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Right? Like, how can we be like, forgive them. We don't. They don't know what they're doing. They're idiots, but we're gonna love them and we're gonna try and get to their right. heart and right. speak over them in a yeah. way in which that heart turns back to the kingdom. Yeah, come on.
0: Well, everybody like, out there, receive this prayer. Any of you hated DC, <laughs>
2: hurled yeah. insults at DC, <laughs> uh,
0: cursed this city, <laughs> uh, prepare to repent. Now just <laughs> yeah. join uh, the club and then yeah, join us. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, but just just receive this prayer. I think I think mm. God's gonna release something.
2: Love that. I'll start and close. Yeah, sure. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just, um, we thank you that you are king, that you are, you are God. There is no surprise that happens um, on this earth that you are not fully aware of and fully uh, in front of. And so, Father, we just, we lift up this conversation to you today. We lift up Mm -hmm. um, anything that has been said that needs to pierce hearts that is specifically from you, nothing of Our own, but um, of your spirit, God, that you would just speak to everyone listening, Lord, that you would give them an assignment, that you would show them what stone it is that you need them to hold in their life, Lord. What is it that you've called them to do? Um, the Goliath in their own life, it's a relationship that's difficult. It's its something here that's on a much larger scale in our nation's capital and in our country, Lord, things that they're fighting for. Um, but Father, we just ask you to give us eyes to see and ears to hear what you are doing, yeah. where you are moving. Where are we missing you, God? Where are we looking for the numbers when you're in the, the small handful yeah. of people? Yeah. Um, help us to be sensitive to your spirit uh, and to know where the move of God is and give us a hunger to desire above yeah. all else to join in that movement no matter what it looks like. Um, and Lord would just we just ask for for humble hearts, repentant hearts for any ways that we have hardness um, in our own hearts, Lord. Uh, just help to soften those by the power of your Holy Spirit um, and and compel us to move into love in the way that that you do in truth and in boldness, uh, but with a gentleness of spirit that only can be given through your Holy Spirit.
1: Mm. Holy Spirit. I just ask you to guide and direct, as Christina said, our hearts and our ears and our minds as we engage in this. And I ask you to bless staff members, the members of Congress, the support staff that are Mm -hmm. in this building, that they would just have a new revelation of who they are in you today, Mm. that fresh wind would blow through that building and just revive, you know, the weary. I also ask just for us as people who care deeply about our country Mm and we have an obligation to care deeply about our country that if we would focus and you would help us focus on the revival Mm. and the praying into this place more than all the circumstances, because revival changes circumstances, Mm. right? But we can't manipulate the circumstances really and get to the revival. So we're going to pray into this idea that you are not done with this place, that hearts are turning towards you already and they will continue to turn towards you that we are satisfied with the role that we play in this in our democracy or in Mm -hmm. this city or in our jobs on the hill that we're going to labor for you and it's going to be worth it and that the harvest will come and i just ask you to just really like see deeply in all of our hearts today and everyone who's listening to this That you have a role for us to play in this. That you have a way for us to engage in it. And it can be done through love. It can be done through the ability to look past the fence. And that with that, the truth, the boldness, the courage can grow. Uh, So water this, till this land, allow your spirit to come. I just ask for a blessing on this house that it would continue to be used for your kingdom, that the ministry could continue to flow out of here, that people could continue to pick up stones here. And I just pray for our country that we're in very turbulent times right now, and there's a lot of stuff that is not going in a great direction, but you're bigger than that. This can turn around in a second. And I ask that the seeds that were planted in that building last night with Mm -hmm. the worship and the hands raised towards heaven would be, yet again, a starting point for your kingdom to come. We give all this to you. We pray for all the things that are unseen. And we ask you to do your will here and help us to be a part of it uh, and lead with love. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
0: Amen. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Powerful. Thank you. Thank you so much. God bless you guys. Share this. Post it. Listen to it. Get blessed by it. We'll see you next time.